the secret experiment. Well, it, it all seemed to add up to some some kind of strange connection with this clipping. Now, if you're in trouble, Victor, you can depend on me. I'll stay by your side. I'm not in trouble. I'm just tired, terribly tired. And you know nothing of the professor? Absolutely nothing. He didn't come to our chateau that evening. I told you he didn't then. Stop questioning me. Victor! Victor! We're out here, Beth. Oh, I've just had a horrible experience. Oh, darling, I'm so glad to see you, honey. pale, Beth. Sit down right here next to me. Why, what happened, Beth? Well, I was, I was walking in the woods not far from here. When I looked up and saw... Well, I saw a man. Sort of a man standing over me. Well, men aren't so bad. That is, if you happen to know the right ones. And you do. I, I'm not joshing, Henry. He wasn't exactly a man. He, he was twice the height of anyone I've ever seen. And his skin looked like dried parchment. It's, it's incredible, but I think I've seen a monster. Monster? Yes, I, I ran away. He didn't follow me. He just, just stared after me, watching me. You do believe me, don't you? A monster stared after you? Henry, Victor, through the trees right out there. Look! There he is again! Yes, the monster stood there, silhouetted against the trees. The monster which I had created, standing like an evil glut of flesh and bone moved in the darkening twilight. And then suddenly, phantom-like, it disappeared. Beth and Henry both watched me as I started from the piazza after the disappearing creature in the backwoods. As I drew near to the heavily wooded section, giant footprints in the soft mud about me showed the path ahead. The sun was sinking in the west, and the last orange pinpoints of light needled my flesh until every sense within me was tingling with the expectations of seeing my living horror. Then I realized I was unarmed. Every crooked tree, each twisted branch which obstructed my path, appeared to be his form. I heard the crackling of a branch and the moving of a form on the velvet moss. I thought you'd come, creator. You. Are you frightened? Creator? You dare talk to me. Please, don't turn away from me. Please. Let me go. I mean no harm to you. Listen to me, Victor Frankenstein. You must listen to me. You created me. You owe me that much. I owe you nothing, murderer. Why... Am I a murderer? Because you created a form so horrible, a face so distorted that no man can look upon me and call me friend. I'm an outcast. You can save me. Let me go. Not. Until you hear my story. Sit down, creator. My arm! Let me go! I wandered through the streets of London 
That first day, children screamed in the streets. People flocked together, trying to kill me. And I was lonely and hungry. How did you follow me here? Not so long ago, I returned to my birthplace, the laboratory, broke in and discovered your identity. But first, I fled to Scotland and lived outside of a cottage. That's how I learned to speak. An old blind man was teaching a young French girl to speak English. I listened to the lessons from the open windows. Now, what do you expect of me? A companion. A woman of the same species with my defects. One who will be my friend. This, this being, you must create. No, I'll not do it. You must. Every man's entitled to a wife. No. You must. If you create her for me, I'll take her with me into the far wastes, and no one will ever see either of us again, ever. How will you live? On fruits and berries. We'll manage together. Please, you can't deny me this. A maid. A monster's maid. You will? You will. I swear, I'll never harm another human. Never, creator, if you'll only grant me just one companion. And if I refuse? If you refuse, even a brain that you have made, creator, might become twisted and distorted. And so that night in the forest, I made a devil's bargain. I bargained to create a monster's mate, perhaps another murderer. How could I know? The monster swore to live in the forest and wait. Wait a year or two years if necessary. And upon completion of my work, he would take his companion away. But if I broke my promise, he swore revenge. And so I started work. I searched Paris for the necessary equipment. Built a shack in the woods about a mile away from our chalet. Three months I worked, three solid months, shaping her who was to be his mate. And then one night, it was windy outside. I thought the wind had blown the door open when... Victor! Victor, I'm sorry, I had to disturb you. Is it Beth? No, not Beth. She's fine and sends her love. It's the townspeople. Your activities have stirred up a lot of curiosity. Oh, the fools! Well, I can't blame them, especially after the rumors which have been going around. Rumors of the... Victor... You know the monster in these forests. You've known of him all along. People have seen him and connect him with you. Mothers in the village are frightened of their children. I know nothing. Look, I'm only trying to help you. I know nothing, I tell you. But the men have banded together. They're going to make a raid on you here. To burn your laboratory down. And to find the monster who lives in these woods. They can't. They mustn't. Oh, what devil's work are you carrying on, man? I'm trying to help you. Oh, Victor, will you please let your friends be your friends? Henry, go back to Beth and leave me alone. Beth is safe at home. You're in danger, and I won't leave your side this night, my friend. Then be prepared. Prepared for what? You've guessed many of the reasons for my secrecy. Then 
There is a monster. At school, I stumbled on the secret of life. I was trying to create a superior race. I was a fool and I created him instead. And he does live? Yes, he lives. Professor Waldman. What happened to Professor Waldman? The night I created the monster, Waldman became frightened. He screamed, attempted to kill the creature. The creature, like a child, warded him off and, and then tore him to pieces in front of me. I couldn't stop him. The monster had killed before it had really begun to live. Then what? The monster left the basement through the side entrance, carrying the professor's corpse. I had no choice. I had to leave the country. Oh, what are you doing with that creature now? Fulfilling a promise. Follow me into my cabin and I'll show you. How soon do you think the townsfolk will be here? Oh, within two hours or so. They're meeting in the square in town. Come in. What? A woman. Yes, a woman. The monster's mate, his friend. I promised him a friend. And in return, he swears to hide himself forever from the world. A, a devil's bargain, Victor. A bargain I must keep for all our sakes. But the monster proved himself a murderer time and time again. Why, in London, after the death of Professor Waldman... Time and time again. But how do you know that the mate won't be even more vicious than he? You'll let loose an avalanche of hatred. Or destroy her before you bring her to life. Yes, avalanche of hatred. Look, you've no time to waste. Set fire to this cabin quickly, Victor. Set fire to the cabin and come away. What man alive, you can't go through with this thing. But the promise. It's a promise to a fiend. He'll be your death and ours, Victor. Oh, hurry, man, hurry, if you've any love for Beth. I've been insane with grief and fear for Beth and you. Go back to Beth, Henry, at, at once and wait for me. And you? I, I'll set fire to the cabin as soon as I destroy my books. I, I'll join you later. Well, hurry, friend. We'll meet you home as soon as you can make it. For one full hour, I worked feverishly. I soaked the shack in oil, and then taking a taper from the vase, I, I lit the fire. The fire started quickly. I placed my books in the very center of the room, and then opened the door of my shack. The experiment was at an end, and I felt free. The monster's mate would never live. I walked out, and then I saw him. His face contorted with rage. Ah! My wife! My only dead devil friend! Ah! My only dead! I knew then what was in his mind as he raced through the forest in front of me. The blazing shack was a beacon of light, and I saw his huge, misshapen form outdistance me, far outdistance me. He was faster than I, taller than I, and covered more territory. Racing, running blindly through the forest, I reached my home. The door of my home was flung open. Henry, mutilated and torn, stumbled blindly toward me. Victor, the monster. Henry, Henry, what? I, I tried to, Victor. I... Henry, you. Beth. Beth, no. Upstairs. Beth! Beth, I'm coming, darling, I'm coming. I'm coming upstairs. I'm coming, darling, I'm coming. If you kill her, I'll... Beth! Beth. Beth, oh, my darling. My darling. Oh, Beth, no. No. Both you and Henry. Both dead. Now, you two are alone, creator. 
Yes. Both of them were dead. All my dear ones gone from me now. And I'm alone. The wind howling outside my window is my only companion. All else is quiet as I sit by my window writing this document. I am dying of loneliness and fear. Shunned by the world, hated by everyone. I know I am waiting only for the monster's return. And he, having eluded the world, will return when I've suffered my full share of misery. As he has suffered his. From the time-worn pages of the past, we have brought you the story... Frankenstein. Bellkeeper, toll the bell. From the time-worn pages of the past... We have heard another immortal tale in The Weird Circle. Bellkeeper, toll the bell. Be here in this lonely cave by the restless sea once again next time for another immortal tale in The Weird Circle. Frankenstein created a man. A man doomed to loneliness, misery, and despair. And in the depths of his torture, he reached out and brought loneliness, misery, and despair to his creator. They are now bound together forever, each in their own personal hell. Thank you for joining me in the Nerve Rackin' Auditorium, and I hope you'll come again. But now it's time for you to rejoin the, uh, real world. I am Lord Bloodraw, and I'll be waiting here for you in the shadows of your mind until the next time you seek the darkness. Good night. <laughs>